Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to Pod Logic presented by Straight Up Podcast. Today, we have another fantastic sit-down episode with David Yaz, who is the owner of Pod 617, aka the Boston Podcast Network. So Pod 617 produces high-quality podcasts both in studio and remotely for professionals across a wide range of industries. They handle the show from start to finish, including show conception, recording, editing, posting, and distributing. The shows appearing on pod617.com have garnered over 250,000 downloads, and CEO David Yaz has been producing podcasts for more than a decade. He also hosts the network's signature show, The Boston Podcast. I really enjoyed today's conversation with David, and I hope you get a ton out of it. I know you will, actually, because we talk about a lot of different things. We talk about podcasting being an art form, the fact that there's no rules around podcasting. We also talk about one of the biggest positives for having your own podcast, that's getting in front of clients and getting in front of people that you want to work with or work for, which is something that we hit on a lot on PodLogic. And so I hope you'll really enjoy that. We get a little off script on this one too. We talk a lot about uh, our mutual favorite TV show, The Office. We talk about the 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 Office lady or ladies in the office, I think it's called with Angela Kinsley and uh, Jenna Fisher. And you know, that's just how it is. There are no rules in podcasting. So this one is a little bit of a longer interview, but I know that you'll get a ton out of it and I hope you enjoy it. So here is my sit down with David Yaz. David, what's going on? Thanks for joining me today. Hey, Johnny. It's great to see you in in these unprecedented times. I know. You have to say that, right? I, I think it's mandated now. It's it's there's a there's a slew of terms. It's uh grim times, strange new reality or unprecedented times, I think, are the key words. Yeah, I think that's written into federal law now. And also how holding up. And I and I am genuinely interested in knowing how you, Johnny, are holding up. But everyone has to say that every, every yeah. time. <laughs> Hanging in there. You're okay. You're safe and sound. Yeah, staying safe, too, is the, is the big buzzword, too. But um, I, I'm doing well. Things are going great. Uh, we're recording in the studio now. I've actually finally upgraded from the closet. I feel, feel good enough about moving back into the studio to do these pods this now. great. This looks great. Yeah, I appreciate it. And you, I mean, you'd completely decked out your entire home office. It looks like you're in a studio. I can't even see an inch of wall. It's just all soundproof padding. That's the little scheme. That's my smoke and mirrors. Yes, I retrofitted a corner of my home to be uh, a podcast studio. Yeah, it's amazing what you can do with a little bit of foam, you know? I know. I mean, in my closet, I just started throwing jackets and sweatshirts up against the wall and just making kind of like a little fort around myself to be able to <laughs> to get the sound quality that I'm looking for. But I'm happy to be back in the studio. We'll jump right in. So David, you're the owner of Pod 617 out in Boston. When did you enter the podcast industry? Why were you drawn into it? And how were you able to build a business helping other people podcast? I'll take the last part first, Alex. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, I I started podcasting probably as early as 2008. I was the publisher of a newspaper called Lawyers Weekly in Boston and just saw it as a, a real efficient and in most cases, inexpensive way to just deliver news a different way. That was when I was at the paper. And so I launched, I have been dabbling in podcasts ever since, launched Pod 617, Boston Podcast Network. I say that proudly because, you know, sometime about five years ago, I realized there was no Boston Podcast Network. And I said, well, darn it, I'm going to start one. And since then, been producing podcasts of all sorts, mostly for professionals, but comedians and actors and consultants and wedding planners and kind of everybody in between. We have studios in Westwood, Mass, which are closed right now. But we've, but since the <laughs> beginning, we've been doing remote podcasting. And 
I don't know. I I I just love it. It's 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 fun because it satisfies my creative streak, but also it kind of in keeping with my prior jobs I've had in the professional world. I used to be a lawyer. I used to be a professional like network networking coach sort of guy, and podcasting is a great. It's like a Swiss Army knife. You can use it to entertain. You can use it to network. You can use it to inform. I think that's been one of the biggest keys that I've realized is that it doesn't have to be for people just starting out that are starting their own podcast. You don't have to have this goal, the singular goal in mind of, oh, I'm going to be Joe Rogan and interview Elon Musk and things like that. You can use it as an option to, if you're in sales or you're in some kind of business role and you want to get in front of a potential client or someone that you want to work with or work for, having a podcast is a great way to just open up that door as wide as possible because normally they wouldn't just take a meeting with you. But if you have a podcast, they're going to be a lot more willing to jump on with you behind the mic. And then you start you create that sort of warm intro and you start building that relationship just from having the show. Hell yeah. You're making my speech for me, but you're right. <laughs> and and the, 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 yeah, I tell, I still steer people straight away from, you know, Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla, Mark Marin. It's, it's, it's a different universe. You know, it's, it's like the difference between, you know, what, what, what you have as your own personal podcast is more akin to like a newsletter that's all of a sudden has come to life and is much better than a news than a company newsletter because you know those things get boring but you're absolutely right for any professional who wants to not only keep in good graces with their current contacts and clients to invite somebody to be on your show and tell your story Mr. client Mr. contact and and come on you know that's a flattering thing and then they come in and that you know you have the nice episode you know, once it posts, they're blasting it out to their network. So they're actually networking for you. You're actually networking for them as well. And it's an easier ask to come be on my podcast, rather, especially even with people that you've never met before. Say there's some corporate executive you want to meet because that could do wonders for whatever your job is. They're more likely to come and say, oh, wow, sure, I'll be a guest on your podcast. Then, oh, yeah, you know, I'll meet you at the Panera for a coffee. You know, <laughs> a lot easier ask. So you start, you help people, it sounds like from across all industries, not necessarily specific to one industry or job, but what do you see as the biggest roadblock for folks who want to start a podcast? And do you have any recommendations or solutions that you found to be the most helpful? I think the biggest roadblock is inertia. In other words, procrastination, just the fact that you've got this idea in your head about a podcast, but you don't know where to get started. That's why one of the reasons why I founded my company is you come in, you can know nothing about podcasting. We'll do everything from start to finish. Really, it's not everybody's going to work with uh, with Pod Six One Seven. So, but I think people don't realize that once they get rolling, they're going to get better and better at it, and they're fearful that episode one or episode zero or whatever you call it has to be the best episode. And I tell people, your first episode is going to. I want you to make it great. But when you look back, like even just a few months from now, you're going to look back and say, wow, that sucked. <laughs> like you're going to tell people, listen to my podcast, don't listen to the first few episodes. And so, you know, once people get over that hump and they get rolling, then it's, it's like, you know, uh, water flowing downhill. It's, it's, it, and they want to get in and they want to improve. And I don't know if you find the same thing, Johnny, but that's, that's probably the, the biggest impediment. I mean, it's not cost. You can, you can buy a, a, a really decent USB mic for about 70, 80 bucks or something and plug it into your laptop and get going. And, and I totally agree. I see that as being the biggest roadblock as well. One of the other things too is, is sort of that half step in between starting it and releasing it is the, what I'm calling the analysis paralysis. So 
well, what what can I tweak about this first episode to make it sound even better? Or, or yeah. what if we change out the music six or seven different times before we decide to pull the trigger <laughs> yeah. on it? And so what I always tell people is just, listen, at some point, you just have to hit publish. So there, you can do all of the tweaking in the world, but your first episode and your 50th episode are going to be drastically different in quality as well from from both the sound perspective as well as your hosting ability. It's like picking up any new skill, like trying to play guitar, or learn piano, or learn how to bike. You you just have to start learning somewhere. But the downside with podcasting is that everyone's going to see your first failures and you're, you falling <laughs> off the bike every single time, uh, those six right. or seven times before you really pick it up. Yeah, I had a guy who was getting too meticulous, just as you describe. And he would send me notes back. This is after we've produced a show and we're in post-production editing. And you know, some of my cl- most of my clients, we edit the thing and we post it and we're done and they're happy. Every once in a while, there might be something they get wrong. We got to go back and fix. But this guy was like, you know, he wanted it ahead of time. And I'm trying to be, you know, very, you know, um, agreeable with him. But it was like, you know, at the 347 mark, I think that pause is a little bit too long between the question and the answer. And finally, I said, you know, you're you're kind of killing the spirit of this thing. It's a, it's supposed to have imperfections. It's supposed to sound like a real conversation. That's, you know, the I a radio producer used to tell me that you know, good radio is just like listening into somebody else's conversation, and that's exactly what a podcast is. Uh, now yeah. there are there are exceptions to every rule. I know a guy who launched a podcast without my help and is not getting coached by me. And I tried to listen to his podcast and he says, you know, a lot, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, we're welcoming this guest, you know, he's one of the, the top, you know, lifters in uh, Southeastern Mass, you know, just for kicks and giggles. I will never, I, I didn't tell him this, but I ran his podcast through a transcription and he's in the course of an hour, he said, you know, like 197 times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah, think, the, well, that's a great thing too, is um, when you're working, especially if you're coaching or consulting, I've noticed that you show them the raw audio right after that recording. Look how many times you say, you know, that's something, a mental thing that they can now take into account. And I totally agree with you saying that it needs to feel like a conversation. If you If it sounds too edited or too scripted, then you can't really immerse yourself into the podcast as a listener. The, the thing that I try to visualize with people who are getting into it and don't really understand sort of the nuances of editing is you want your listener to feel like you're sitting at a table having coffee with these two other folks, especially if it's an interview podcast like that. And in everyday conversation, people say, um, people make vocal mistakes, people stutter, things like that. So if you were to cut out 100% of those, it just doesn't sound as natural as it could be. So it's about finding that fine line in between what to edit and what to leave in to keep the conversation natural. Absolutely. And every once in a while, people like you and I, we probably hear it. Like I'll listen to a podcast. I'm listening to uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, the actresses formerly Yikes, of yeah. the <laughs> I know exactly it, what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that's a good... It, it's, it's, I'd be curious to hear what you... Th- this is not a podcast review show, Johnny, I realize, but, yeah. but I'd be curious to hear what you have noticed about that pod. I've noticed... It's good. I'm a fan of the show. In fact, my son and I do a, a different podcast called That's What They Said, where we, we just analyze the show and just have fun with it. These two, you can hear the edit points. I mean, I don't, I don't think the average, like you and me can, because I got there was an edit point there. And it's not the end of the world. Um, the, the, the crime they commit, I think, is it doesn't sound like a natural conversation because they're, they're overplaying their personalities. They're like, can you believe that the way your hair looked in that episode, Angela? And it's like, oh my God, I can't believe we talked about this yep. before. 
And it's like, just calm down. I mean, the reason why we're listening is because we love the show and we want to hear some inside stuff. So just, just be yourselves. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. And, and just as an off point, I'm happy that you like that podcast because I am just a devout office fan i've seen that show oh God. a dozen times through it's it's kind of like within my family every inside joke we have is it has to point back to the office in some way but yeah i was i was really excited for that podcast to come out yep. wasn't too happy with the final product of it and i it ended up me not being a recurring listener because of it i yeah. I, I wish it would be more breaking down the show rather than them like you said, just this high energy playing off each other. And you're right, the editing could be better, but you're right, this is not a breakdown of The Office. Uh, but I would love to come on That's What They Said and talk about The Office with you guys. I was, you took the words right out of my mouth. You, you're, <laughs> let's, let's consider that done. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a nice, you know, you living in this world, as we joked about at the top, these uncertain times. One of the benefits is I just, um, you know, my son is a senior in high school and, and until recently he had, just about nothing to do. So that gave us time and we just hunkered down and we went through episodes of the office. It was fun. So, uh, but yes, count on it. We'll, we'll have you on. Awesome. One of the positives of the coronavirus outbreak. Um, yeah. You may have touched on it earlier saying that it allows you to flex your creative muscle, but other, other than that, if you can expand on it a little bit, what has been the most satisfying part about working in podcasting? It's that it's an art form that is still developing and, and so many aspects of it require thought, planning, preparation, research. When I when I started, I got obsessed with live producing podcasts and actually inserting sound drops, you know, sound effects at times, uh, you know, when it would enhance the show, kind of like an old radio producer, you know, hopefully not putting in the, the you know, whoopee cushion sound too much or anything <laughs> like that. But and when I started, I it, it took a while to get comfortable with that. But you know, we produce a podcast called Monsterland. Uh, these two guys talking about the paranormal. So you got these two dudes talking about Bigfoot and UFOs and stuff. Um, it's actually very interesting, and they're they're super nice guys. Eventually, I knew what song I could play, like right in the middle of the podcast, that would make them crack up. But I but I don't want to do it if they're talking about something serious, like a security breach or something like that. So. There's there's all kinds of room for that. There are no rules in podcasting. I love the fact that you can you can make a really great ten minute episode. You can make a really great two hour and ten minute episode. But then there's the question of well, why does it need to be two, two and a half hours? Was it a great conversation that led all these? And it's and it's unpredictable. That's the other thing I'd say is, you know, the one of the very first podcasts I did I interviewed a, a judge who happened to be the first openly gay appeals court judge in Massachusetts. And he talked about his days at Boston College. And Boston College, you know, Jesuit school, old-fashioned. And he was not out of the closet during his law school days and just never felt at home. Started talking about it and started crying on, right on my podcast. And, I, find, and um, I fought every instinct I had to jump in and say, it's okay. That must have been hard. I just let it go for a, a, this like amazing, compelling like eight seconds of him trying to gather his, his wits about him. So those are a few things that I love about it. I'll probably think about more as we continue to talk. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, and that's something that you just get better as as a host. I mean, had you had that person been your first interview, you probably would have jumped in. But just doing these interviews all the time and constantly being in the art of podcasting, like you said, it's just those little things that you pick up and you realize, hey, this is going to be amazing regardless of whether he wants it cut out or not. This is going to be an amazing moment for the podcast if I just let him let his emotions out. There's nothing more that you can jump in and say that's going to fix the situation. So you might as well just let it play out. 
agree completely. We we produce a podcast called The Bitchless Bride. She's a wedding planner, and so she. I know it's a funny title. She, it's it's and she's very irreverent, and she's funny, and she swears like a sailor. She invites people in. You know, to your earlier point about connecting and sort of doing good on your people that you know. She invites in people in her industry that you know that can be sources of business for her. So she'll invite in someone who's the cake expert or the dress expert or whatever. But she happened. This one show is a little. A little off the beaten path. She had two personal trainers on, and the subject was getting in shape for your wedding, right? And uh, she was doing some icebreaker questions, and she said to the guy, "Favorite cocktail?" And the guy said, uh, "I'll have a gin and tonic now and again, but I'm really not much of a drinker." That's a story for another day. And her, to her credit, she had a bunch of questions. She was trying to fire off these questions, but she said, "Why well, don't you that story? What is that story?" It turns out the guy worked at a college and like in the athletic department and he had a, had a job lined up to continue on after he graduated. So he, he was kind of all set. And one night there was a meeting he was supposed to be at. He showed up drunk and that was enough to... He lost that job. He had to go a completely different way after wow. college. And it was, it was a sad story of like one bad decision he made connected to drink. And thank God she asked him that question. That turned out to be the best part of the podcast. Yeah. Had she just gone and stuck to the script, then, I mean, you probably wouldn't have gotten those little golden nuggets, which is similar to how this podcast is turning out right now. When I originally started doing these sit-down episodes, I said, it's going to be four questions in and out. That's it. Just because that's sort of what my core audience sees. But I'm really liking the idea of dragging these, not necessarily dragging, but drawing out more in these interviews, just because there's so much good content that can come out of a 30-minute conversation rather than a 10 minute conversation um, yeah i like i like a mix you can do that you can do the rapid fire sequence but then it's made for storytelling as well that points back to what you said is there's no rules in podcasting and that's something that i've really been hitting hard on in my newsletter and a lot of my podcasts is especially during this quarantine is if you have your own show but you're sort of hitting that plateau of okay where do i take the show next my listener is kind of just it's, it's topping out at 100 200 listeners per episode what can i do the great thing about this medium is, is you can switch up the format completely and there's no rules against it. I feel like a lot of podcasters, when they jump into starting their own show is, okay, I got to have the intro, I got to have the music, I got to start, and then I got to outro and then music again. You don't have to do any of that. If you want, you can just turn on the mic and start talking and just talk for 15 or 20 minutes and then just cut it off at the end of that. That's, the, that's podcasting at its most basic format. Or you can have multiple voices jumping in. You can do a documentary style podcast. You can do the micropod where it's literally two minutes of one point that you really want to hit home on. Or it's like you said, the two and a half hour conversation where you touch on everything from what did you see on the office last week to what's the best thing about doing a podcast. Yeah. It's kind of like the old days of ham radio. You're probably too young, Johnny, to remember the movie Pump Up the Volume. Not a great movie, but starring... Never even heard of it. Christian Slater. Christian Slater as as a high school kid who... He cannot talk to girls at school because he's just an awkward teen. But when he gets on his ham radio and starts broadcasting to anyone within his earshot, sort of, he becomes brave and bold. And his listeners uh, say, uh, he, he's just, he's this kind of weird guy out, out in wherever broadcasting. But one of his listeners says, oh, there he goes. Sometimes he talks for five minutes. Sometimes he talks for five hours. But, <laughs> but what, and that, that can be a podcast. But yeah, sometimes I'm, I'm, when I'm editing an interview, I'll hear something that the guest says that is the absolute crux and core of why they're being interviewed. And I'll say, that'll be a good teaser quote. I'll put that at the beginning of the episode. But you don't have to do that every episode. You know, if, if that's a great way to get people in, then great. But another episode, you might start with something completely different. So. Um, I agree completely. You know, what's funny is the only reference point I have to knowing who Christian Slater is, is his uh, <laughs> promo video when Dunder Mifflin is bought out by Sabre. 
on, on the office. Hi, I'm Christian Slater. You've just been purchased by Saber. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was an odd cameo. Yeah. Uh, so that that is. I heard, a, I heard. A, can you name anyone that has appeared on that show, The Office, that has been nominated for an Academy Award? Believe it or not, there are like five or six. Uh, I want to say John Krasinski. No. no. What I about about that too? Amy Adams. There you go. Very yeah. good. Done. Amy yes. Adams. Um. Oh man, what's his name? He plays Robert California. Something. Uh, it's James Spader. James Spader. Spader has not, but the president of Saber, if you might, you might remember, played by Kathy Bates, who was uh, oh Oscar that she has for, yeah she won for the Stephen King adaptation of Misery. Oh, James I didn't Conner. know that. What about Will Ferrell? No, nope, never an Oscar hmm. that I know of. Um, I'm not big on following the Academy, but I'm just trying to think of all the famous people who have been on the Office. Uh, those are those are all good guesses. The obvious one though is Steve Carell, who has been nominated. Oh a yeah, of, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Amy Adams, that's a great one. Yeah, they had Amy Adams before she really was Amy Adams. Yeah, it's interesting to see kind of all these actors that are out there now that you'll see them on The Office or you'll 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 rewatch the show and you're like, holy cow, they had Amy Adams back then or they had John Krasinski before he really blew up or they really had um, Andy Bernard. I can't remember. I'm blanking on his actor name or his real yeah, name. Um, now I am too. Ed Helms. Ed, Ed Helms. Helms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Or the hangover. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, when they sent him away for anger management and I think it was season four or season five, it was because he had to go film the hangover. Oh, is that true? That's what oh, I that's think. Him. I remember seeing something like that. Anyway, right. this isn't the office podcast. We'll, we'll round it out with our last question. So since running pod 617, what do you think your biggest improvement has been? And going forward, where do you think you need to improve the most? Yeah. Biggest improvement we've made, I think is just, we've industry better and that's a tricky thing because the industry is constantly changing but i admit i had you know stars in my eyes when i started pod 617 thinking we're going to put up all this great content on the website and if you build it they will come right and they'll come and then they'll hear about this podcast that's about the office but then they'll also see this podcast that's about divorce law and they'll say well i got a brother who's getting divorced maybe i'll listen to that and it's just not that easy. And you learn that the way you build a podcast and the way you make your way is, is really similar to other businesses. It's like meet the people you need to meet, get in front of those people and figure out how they can help you spread your message and maybe how you can help spread their message. So the podcast audience are really built brick by brick. And I and so I think we've gotten better at giving advice on that. We've, gotten, we've definitely gotten better at producing our show and honing our craft and, and that sort of thing. The equipment has improved as we've gone on. And the the although it's although we both know Johnny, it's never perfect producing podcasts is re- remotely. But if you troubleshoot enough, you get darn close to perfect. Absolutely. And then, and then now, what do we need to do more? We we just we we need to keep learning as the industry evolves because who knows? Maybe in maybe five years from now, every podcast will have a video component as well. We work with a partner company called Adori that puts images in that allows us to put images into our podcast. So picture like a running slideshow as you're talking and you bring up something. They actually have a system. It's an algorithm that transcribes what you're saying. And then not in real time, but after the fact, will generate these images. So if you say peanut butter sandwich, you go back to edit it and you look, there's a slide already there for you with the peanut butter sandwich there wow. if you want it. And so we, we're excited about that. And we, we hope that that's the future. We're sort of ready for it. But it's still that's still not there yet. Apple Podcast doesn't have images on their listen on Apple Podcast. So who knows? That's that's I think what we have to keep doing, keep learning, keep getting better. I love to hear it. I, that's that's really what I've been focusing on too is just really perfecting the production aspect of the podcast because that's really where my bread and butter is is what can I do to 
make this podcast sound better? What are different EQs that I can play around with? How much echo removal do I need to really throw in there to where it doesn't sound like they're in a fishbowl, but it also sounds not like they're in this big cathedral hall that people can actually listen to. So I've been taking a ton of time just really playing around with my process and I'm very happy with the process I've made. So I'm really proud of all the success you've had, David. I really appreciate you being in the group with John and and Catherine and, uh, and Matt as well. And now added you to the slot of PodLogic guests. So again, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Am I allowed to plug my podcast? Yes, you will. And it's going to be linked in the show notes as well for all you listening. All right. It's the, it's, but I just will say it's the Boston podcast, but the easiest way to find it is search for pod 617 in Apple podcast or wherever you find them. Perfect. Man, that was a great conversation, right? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I apologize for the audio cutting out a little bit here and there. That was, you know, that's just what you get when you use Zoom. So uh, I'm still on the hunt for a perfect remote podcasting solution. And I am not going to give up until I find it because it is going to be a win for everybody, not just me, once we are able to really nail in the perfect remote podcasting process. So I will continue working on that again you can check out david's podcast and his website in the show notes below once again david thank you for joining me today and check out uh my interview coming up with him on his podcast which is being recorded as this episode is being released so not sure when that episode will be published but i'll keep you updated on that front if you would be so kind please subscribe to this podcast and if you know any podcasters hosts producers business owners that you think might get some value out of this, I would be very grateful if you shared it with them. You can also check out our newsletter in the show notes below, as well as our website, straightuppodcast.com, with all of our social media information on there. We're posting a lot of podcast content, and we are producing tons of podcasts these days, and I want you guys to be along for the ride. So you can check that out, and I hope you have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay inside, and I'll see you Tuesday.